The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. If you're building, buying, or selling a home, the real estate crew's got news for you at the Real Estate House Party. With attorney Rick Carter. Real Estate House Party. Paralegal Kathy Holsthausen. Real Estate House Party. Come in, have fun. And comedian Tony V. Now, here's real estate attorney Rick Carter. <laughs> Welcome and thanks for joining us here on the Real Estate House Party. You hit it again. Perfectly. Nailed it. Nailed it. I think I usually get the introduction. It's the ending. We still got to work yeah. on a little bit there. But, but we do have to clarify something right off the bat that that is not Tony V. Oh, it's not? No. Okay. No. All right. She seemed to jump right in a Can't feel ro- those shoes. No. Right into the roll no, no. of it. People were just like, wow, have you Tony seen V got really good looking. Yet? No. Oh, good, good, good. That's why you showed up. No expectations. Uh, It's okay. Now, we did a lot of prep work for this show, so I think we're really going to pull this off pretty good there. So, and I thank you all all four of us and Chrissy uh, for putting in the work this week and um, a lot of. All right. I actually did work this morning. I feel like John did a lot of prep, but that's probably. John did a lot of prep. Yeah. Well, he is uh, who's who of um, to Boston Magazine 2023, right? Yes. Sean, can, oh. you show, hey, can, you audi- can you show our audience your graphs? No. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, John. So um, how are you distinguished in that? Should, like, we, should we introduce our guests first? Or? Yeah. yeah. Good idea. Okay. John, you want to? Go ahead. Or no, I'll, I'll let you do the honors. You're the, the host. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a card right here from Atwood and Cherney, right? Mary Atwood and Cherney, yeah. She is the first female partner at Atwood and Cherney, right? Yes, And I she am. does divorce. For 20 years, right? 25. Oh, 25. 25. I am Just sorry to rip you. well preserved, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're our first attorney we've ever had on here because... Um, I don't. We cons- don't like attorneys. Consider- uh, no, no, I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. No, we just don't. It's cons- a joke. We don't consider her a threat because I'll, I'll tell You're our right. audience. We don't like um, if re- anyone other calls, real estate attorneys. If anyone uh, calls me to help them with their divorce, just tell. Tell your kids you're going away with uh, their spouse because that's how much divorce work I do. I don't. Uh, yeah, just run. Just run. Yeah. Just run. run. Yeah. Almost like you tell. Uh, if anyone calls me for criminal work, just say. Oh, I run from that too. Yeah, you just run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you um, do you feel like an attorney or do you feel like a therapist or do you feel like a psychiatrist? A little bit of both. Oh, all, 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 yeah. all. and more than that. Right. How many emails? You, and you said you had a few days off. And, oh, I tried. Tried and hard. How, and how many emails did you get? In the last four days, four days, over a thousand. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow. And what are they typically just complaining? Well, they email you all night long, and when they can't the morning, sleep, and then at nine o'clock they call you and ask you, "Have you seen that email? When did you send it?" Oh yeah. Two minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. No, because I was on the phone dialing your number, <laughs> <laughs> looking up your number. But I'll, I'll look at it now. <laughs> How long is it? I think we're getting Mary Beth at an, an exhausted stage yeah. of her career here. This is going to be fun there. So. <laughs> you don't give out your cell phone. Oh, they all have that too. Oh, no. <laughs> now they move, if they can't reach me by email, then they go to text. Uh, how do you, how do you give out me, your cell phone? How do you give out your cell phone number? COVID. Oh. Yeah. And Mass General has the same phone number. They, they have my home phone number. They have your home yes, phone yes, number. Yes, they think that I'm MGH. Yeah. 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 So you're Not starting to diagnose time. people. So you are, you'd have to be a therapist there. So you never know. We have a lot of questions. Who, who wants to start? Do you want to introduce the Iceman, Kathy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome, um, John Maroney. If Thanks you guys haven't me. seen him, he's a 
He's thinking outside hey. the box, real Thank estate. Thank you for coming back after this long layoff. We haven't seen you. He's a, um, <laughs> he's a loan officer, and what he's trying to do is um, they kind of um, go around it instead of getting um, clients to come to him because they want a rate and term refi, which those are... Don't exist anymore. Yeah, they're gone. Um, he's started his own niche. Yep, he's partnering with um, divorce lawyers and well, not partnering. I don't partner. Oh, with I'm them. sorry. Big difference. So I, all I'm of a resource. sudden, you're worried about RESPA violations. Well, no, partners <laughs> different animal. I know. Right? I use that. <laughs> I use partnering loosely. He's yeah. reached out um, to to divorce lawyers and estate work. Family estate. lawyers, divorce yeah. coaches, mediation. You know, all the family law community. And the reason is because they typically in a divorce, one of them is keeping the house and one of them is moving out, or they're both selling the house. Well, yeah, they, we. Explore those options if. So you have a lot of tips for real. I'm sorry for divorce attorneys on how you they can better coach. And I guess we shouldn't say coach either. Uh, what word can we use? <laughs> what support. Word? Support. 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 Thank you. Support your clients on some of the things yeah. you yeah. can educate I them on. I thought you guys did this before. <laughs> <laughs> I get asked, Mary Beth, tell me some of your better clients that you've had. Tell me a good divorce couple coming in. Do they, do they just say, um, all right, we're here, we're, we're very agreeable and everything. And the reason I'm asking this is because I'm going to ask the flip side in a second here about your worst ones there. But do you ever have anyone coming in and say, listen. I do. They so just I say, practice mediation, arbitration, collaborative law, and straight out litigation. And I do appellate work in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. But I'll give you an example of a very easy one I gave a a similar type podcast to a uh, women's organization a couple of weeks ago, and by the next morning, 15 of them emailed me in the middle of the night <laughs> to help them. But yeah. um, one couple, uh, very matter of fact, they're like, we have a 25-year marriage, our kids are grown, we have very few assets except large retirement accounts, um, we already know what we want to do with uh, financial support to one another, um, where out of, out of the country right now doing these um, college-type professor things. Can you just write us up an agreement, and will you meet with us? We have three issues that we need help with. Really? I was able to get an agreement done. I met with them on a Friday. The agreement was done by Monday morning. Wow. Mm-hmm. They brought it back. That's unbelievable. I mean, those are the divorces. What were the you, three issues they had? Sounds like financial they, had, issues. they had everything okay. under yep. control. Yeah, a couple f- financial tax-nuanced issues. But they will be able to file a joint petition for divorce, and then instead of waiting eight or nine months to get an uncon- uh, a contested hearing, they'll be able to get a quick uncontested hearing. Wow. Wow. Now, on these separate... I know you guys have a million questions. I don't. I'm going to try to get a few in I'm gonna, beforehand. I'm going to listen to everything Mary <clears throat> Beth has to what's, say. What's considered yeah, yeah. quick these days? When you, uh, Not quick enough. Is yeah. it two months? Is mm, it three? Yeah, it depends. Depends on the county. Depends on the court, right? Depends on the county. Depends on the judge. When you file a petition for divorce or a complaint for divorce, you get a docket number. Those last two digits assign you to a particular judge. But unfortunately, they still rotate these judges at times. So it depends on their schedule and how backed up they are. So when the judge sees it, what's the timeline after that? Um, When the uh, court processes an uncontested hearing request... Then it gets assigned to the judge on their docket, and then that type of divorce is uh, all in 15 minutes. Oh, wow. 15 minutes of fame, that's it. Okay. How come people never, in our world, we, we review the separation agreements after everything's done. They never seem to comply with those. They'll say, 
All right. How's, well, they uh, have to comply no, or they're in contempt of court. The right, husband, husband, husband says, I'm going to refinance within four months, and if not, we're going to put it on the market. It's going to be sold by this, this, and this. They never kind of meet those time frames. Yeah, it depends on the people. Yeah, these. I've, and you're I, right. It is a complaint for contempt. Right. If there's clear and unequivocal terms of an agreement and someone disobeys it, then you well, file Well, it seems like the two quit. of them agree to – they almost do it outside the, the, the agreement. Say, all right, you couldn't get it done in four months. Uh, let's just do it. You know, it seems like they then they stop making their own rules to these separations. Sometimes they do. Yeah. And they're allowed to do that. But if there's an issue between the two of them, then you need to go back to the the operating instrument. Because I'm always, always sending them to my title insurance company and say, are you okay with this? Because, you know, they didn't get it in the ballpark. They didn't, they didn't get any of this done. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of like when the husband has to refinance and pay the wife like $100,000 from the refinance, cash out refinance. And then it's like pulling teeth, right? To, right, um, right, right. Well, I, I'm just going to give it to her when I refinance. And But when we have a public, you say, what do you call it, an operating agreement? Operating agreement, yeah. a separation agreement. Right, is the, is the governing um, tool that we need to use. So we can't give him all of his money. We have to go and give the $100,000 to his wife, right? If she's smart enough to have a lawyer or she reaches out to the loan officer when they're doing the HUD to make sure that her distribution goes directly to her and doesn't flow to the husband because that's when you run into little snafus right. and fuffles. But like, um, from, a, from where a real estate um, attorney sits, I feel like since that's public record mm-hmm. um, and we pulled it and we know about it, I feel like it is, we have to do it that way. If we didn't know anything about it, um, I would there's nothing we could do, right? But to give the, the, the husband the money, all the money, mm. and trust that he's going to go give it to his ex-wife is kind of an ethical thing is from so where I said. End, so on my end, um, we call that an equity buyout, which is different than a cash-out refinance. Cause, okay. Because we treat it like a rate and term. And let's say the husband's going to receive the 100000 would put him on the CD as, to receive it. So there's proof that the money was sent. Okay. And the wife cannot walk away with one penny. So we, we could, and why that's important is let's say there's not much equity and it's a 95 loan to value, we can easily do a rate and term um, equity buyout. We wouldn't be able to do that if it was a cash out. I'd need more equity and the rates right. would be higher. Well, oh, what, I see. Yeah. What if, what if the equity's over 100,000 he's only getting 100,000? The wife would be getting the balance, right? Well, no, you, you'd do exactly 100,000. She can't walk away with a penny. Okay. Otherwise, it would, she can, but would consider it a cash out refinance. So she gets her 100000 Yeah, because yeah, there's sometimes, you know, she'll say, all right, you know, I'm going to do this, but while we're at it, I want some money too. You know, because in that case, they, that Oh, would, I see what you're yeah. saying. And that would be okay, like in, in the, let's say, what, a couple of years ago, they may have had a 5% rate, and they're going to refinance and get a nice low 3%, and the cash out refi would allow that for low rate. She's like, oh, I'm getting a low rate anyways. What the heck? I'll take some extra money. If it was a true cash out refinance, right, right. but the rate will be higher, a little bit higher, yeah. You know, yeah. but um, but in in the case of uh, we were just talking about with the husband getting the money for it to be an equity buyout, the wife cannot walk away with okay. one penny. Okay. So yeah. you you seen the rates fact- one penny more than oh I see yeah yeah, yeah. Like it could be like yeah. zero yeah. going right, right. yeah yeah. Does you, have you seen the rates actually affect some of your separation agreements now? Where oh absolutely yeah because a lot of them have rates in two and three percent. And now, uh-huh, they do. And now well, you guys got to go your separate ways and each have to buy your own house. And um, you had a suggestion if they, yeah. have, if they have a principal in a, in, in a oh, yeah. second home, right? Yeah, well, there's, there's a couple things. Let's say 
um, the husband moving out and, and absolutely just wants all ties cut and get off the mortgage, have her refinance. And then she might say, well, the rate's, you know, so much higher. It's going to cost $600 a month. And, you know, the suggestion is, all right, well, how long are you going to own the house for? They might say, all right, maybe another five years. Mm. So you just figure out the, you know, the difference, right? You know, it might be another, you know, forty or $50,000. And if the husband at all costs might say, you know what, I'll give you the 50000 to yeah. make up for yeah. it. And we'll call it even. Yeah. Period. Whatever yeah. you do after, if the rates drop and you refinance, God bless. Yeah, it's yeah. yours. Mm. So there are, not everyone has that luxury of doing it, but that's no. At or, all. or, uh, um, so or the other a, thing is, um, let's they, say they the, don't play nice mostly. Yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. Right. Yeah, but when yeah. you have a conversation with them and you say, look, if you cut the steel now and you're not in the court system for another 12 months where you're going to spend, Quarter of a million dollars a piece. Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that math. Yes. Right. What What do you want to do? Exactly. Right. And then they will ride that ride. Right. Yeah. You know. It. it you know. Because the, the other side would be if, um, let's say, the husband's not going to do any money, but he's concerned about trying to buy a house and not being able to qualify carrying both yeah. mortgages. Yeah. Right. They'll just say, "All right, that's okay. Just put in the language." Uh, uh, that the wife's responsible for this mortgage, the account number, everything. In our world, we don't have to debt him day one. Do you do that? What part? Actually, the part where you actually put in, because I don't see this that, debt, that much. I itemize the debt, the exact debt. Mm-hmm. With, it's, with, it's, the, with the account number. It's rare that you'd put the account number in an agreement because it is a public document. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are words you can use in an agreement so that, and John has actually given me some of those words to use in some of mine yeah, yeah. that are really helpful to accomplish that goal. Right, yeah. right, right. So that's pretty good. So you can put that right in the agreement. And then you don't have to use that. I work with people like John on the front end before I craft yeah, an agreement. Yeah, very smart. So that if, if there's a, you know, a particular refi that someone needs to do, whether they're just refinancing the existing mortgage to get someone's name off it, or if, as John just pointed out, it's a cash-out refi to right. do a distribution of marital property, better to have those conversations on the front end. But I like to start by sitting down with my people and having a come-to-Jesus talk with them. Yep. Can you really even afford... If let's just run the math, you need to, you know, your house is worth a million dollars and you already have a mortgage of 600. So you're going to have to pay half of 400. So that's 200. So now you're going to carry an $800,000 mortgage. Let's look at current interest rates. Let's look at a five-year arm. Let's look at a regular 30-year fixed. And let's talk about what your payments are really going to go up to. And oftentimes when you do that analysis with them, they'll realize that they can't afford to keep the house. Right. And then brokers, I send them to real estate brokers. So I, I had a um, scenario uh, where the wife was going to keep the house, but she was not on title. So H- had to keep the house. Yeah. <laughs> so my underwriter. Good luck to her. No, my underwriter said, you know what? Before the agreement, you know, because they had plenty of equity, the house was worth a million. Have the husband sell it to her. I go, what about the down payment? Gift of equity. So he just needed six hundred thousand, four hundred thousand gift of equity. Yeah, it's a gift, but it, you know the federal lifetime exclusion is like ten million dollars right. or eleven. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts mm-hmm. is a million today, anyways. Right, right. Um, so they ended up getting a loan amount of six hundred. Um, that's where you know he got the money, and now she owns the property. Yes, it was before all that, and some trust going on there. But that's they were able to get that done. Otherwise, you'd have to wait at least six months for her to be on title. Before you can even uh, do any type of equity buyout. So you actually brought up a real good point, and we're going to give John some kudos right now. I think this real estate world and maybe your world is a little bit backwards. I think they, they, they all see us at different times, 
but they probably should see some of us a little earlier mm-hmm. than others. And they should probably sit down with you, yep. sit down with you, because you can kind of, um, you know, put this agreement in place or, or the whole process in place after talk, not just in the divorce world, but we're seeing a lot now where. But like if she, if, if a husband and wife decide to get divorced, they go see Mary yep. Beth. Yep. Um, and they start the divorce. You Sounds know, like Mary was smart enough to bring a lender. Get- but Damn. so she's not that smart. Let's just say that. Just, okay. <laughs> wow. Just a pretty yeah. face. Wow. But, um, wow. I think you're smart. But in my scenario. Okay. In your so, scenario. So, so, they, so, so let's so use another example of the, the Mary Beth then. The wife um, hires Mary Beth. And they start the you know file with the court, mm. and then it's almost too late to have John come in with that kind of scenario that you just gave us, right? Right. So then it's just a matter of, of time. Six so it, months. It would be six months to do an equity buyout, yes. Right. But then let's say the language, nothing about the mortgage was on the divorce decree, and now the husband's concerned about um, getting debted twice. So what, worst case, you'd have to wait 12 months showing the wife's making the mortgage payments out of her account. He can't be... For 12 months. For 12 months. Right. So, yeah. so that's the... I guess right. that's so the point. So if you point. saw him in the beginning, you might yeah. have been able to suggest, you know, let's, let's... But then I go to Mary Beth, right? And, and she says, well, listen... Because she's the smart one. Because she's the smart attorney. Right, right, right. Now I'm smart. Now yeah. all, all right, of a sudden, all right. yeah. She says, you know what? Before we even go any further, you might want to talk to John Maroney about your situation. He's right. a you know, financial guru. He's a um, lender. He has a bunch of great ideas for couples getting divorced. He'll give me some ideas, and then I can have an educated conversation with you about moving forward. Mm-hmm. I now, always have people get pre-qualified. Yeah, so on, on the you, pre-qual- yeah. and his thing, I caution people. If someone comes to me to get pre-qualified, let's say it's, it's the wife wants to get pre-qualified. First thing I'll say is, does your husband know that you're thinking about getting divorced? She's like, <laughs> that's a silly question. I said, well, if I pull a credit, they have all these... Uh, credit triggers that all these mortgage companies are going to start calling. And if your husband's, oh, yeah. husband's phone number is on file, he's going to be getting called from all these mortgage companies and wonder why. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's going to uh, kind of... Tr- so make sure. Reaction. That's awkward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for yeah. doing my dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a situation like that, not to tell all war stories, but uh, the wife says, all right, uh, we're probably, we're probably going to get divorced. Um, so I go, all right, you have to make sure... You know, because they agreed to have the f- husband off the deed. So um, I said, all right, I mean, you just got to get it notarized. Well, we don't have a notary. I go, well, I'll go notarize it. Um, I went over to the husband's house. He didn't know anything about oh, it. Uh, oh. That was the most awkward. Oh, I'm so sure. she used you to tell him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm on, the, I'm on these steps for I go, it seemed like... A, Four hours, but it was only thirty seconds as he looked you, at it. Looked at blacked it, looked out, at it. right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rick, Rick like blacked out and, right on the and steps. And then you don't want to throw the other person way under the bus. So what's say, going on here? I, I, I don't know why I did this. I, I, I know. I said I was told to come here because your your name's coming. Oh yeah, it was very awkward there. So, uh, what's your worst divorce you've ever had? I had a international child abduction case Oof. with a guy what? who saw me before. Um, his wife fled, and I told him, you know, if she if she leaves you, she's going to take these twins, and she's going to the Congo. You're never going to see her again. Not a signatory to the Hague Convention. He hired someone else. She and stole sure, the children, sure enough. but she was so smart. She got a restraining order, which gave her sole legal custody, which she took that paper right away, went to the embassy, got passports for the kids. They were twins, six months old. Wow. Boom, she was out of there. Her family was very, very wealthy. They hid her in the Congo 
in wow. various palaces for about two years. Wow. It took me two years to get the kids back. Two wow. years. You got yeah. them back? I did. How'd you get them back? United States State Department and one wonderful thing called citizenship. She wanted to have that so she could bring her family here. Oh, you yeah. have to go to these hearings in federal court and there are, they had given her many extensions and then they gave her her very last extension. So she could either fly into Boston or JFK. So I had U.S. Marshals waiting at wow. both places. I had her arrested. Wow. And then she went on this long, circuitous trip all around the United States, I'm sure seeing wonderful things in the back of their van. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then we ended up yeah. back in Massachusetts courts and uh, trying the custody case. See, this wow. Is why, this is why, this is why yeah. Mary Beth's the smart one. Right. When you said, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It was crazy. I can't yeah. believe you got them back. I, I, yeah, I'm stunned myself. I mean, most people. It's, Two years it's, in the Congo. and yeah, You think they'll never, yeah. they get gone forever. Wow. But think about all he missed of their lives. Yeah. Right. You know, first right. steps. Wow. Solid oh, yeah, yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so unbelievable. So is, is he with the kids now? Tell They're me she's in now. jail. No. Oh. No, no. So what he, happened uh, to her? She's, she ended up with some parenting time. He had some parenting time. They wow. had to parent the children together. Uh, the court system kept the passports. Wow. To prevent her from leaving again. Smart yeah. idea. Wow. Wow. I'll I've tried a lot of crazy ones. All right, wow. give, give us another one. Well, I, I, you, uh, you just trumped everything with that one. That's, <laughs> that's unbelievable. I, so. got a, I got a question for you that comes up. Uh, it has to do with marital assets. Like you might have, a, you know, the wife says, goes into the marriage and she owns the property and then they're married. They're not living in that property. Maybe she happens to have a second home. And then, but he's making all the payments on the mortgage and putting money into it. Then they get divorced and then he's trying to claim... You know what, I'm I, I entitled to part of that. How, how does that work? Uh, so, my favorite phrase, you yeah. can't buy a prenup after the fact. Oh. <laughs> okay? So now we look into the analysis. Is that the word where prenup comes from uh-huh. beforehand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Before you do something stupid. <laughs> yeah. But it depends. Good lawyer's answer, right? So if it's yeah. a short-term marriage, like zero to three years, then you can try to make a, a pitch to exclude that property in an overall division of assets. Yeah. But once you're into like five to 15 years and you've maybe rented that property yeah. and that rental income has shown up on your tax returns yeah. And, yeah. and you've had this economic benefit from it, then yeah. the magic phrase, woven and commingled into the fabric of the marriage. Oof. Judges wow. really like that. Well, that's I a like good that. one. Chrissy, write that down. We've got to record it. Woven and commingled into the fabric of the marriage. marriage. Wow. Once wow. that happens, it's coming in. Wow. All right, let me ask you one. Wow. That's good. I got one, too. We're going to stop peppering woven our questions. Woven in. Here's one. So, couple uh, a divorcing. Um, wife's mother is about to pass away. Uh, what does the husband get for that inheritance? It depends. Okay. No, that's all right. So I knew it wasn't a straight did they, uh, Is this a 20-year a marriage where a 20 couple... 20-year marriage. They did not save for their own retirement because they knew that grandmother was going to leave yes. this you know, two or three million dollar fortune. Yep. So that there was an expectancy. Yep. Okay. So different judges look at expectancies with certain formulas, but yep. the longer the marriage and the better pitch you can make if you're representing the economically disadvantaged spouse that you would have done things differently all during these 20 yep. years, but you knew this was going to happen. Yep. You make a pitch as yep. much as possible to come in. Okay. It might not come in at 50%. But it'll come in. What do you something. usually see? Not that it depends. It's hot for you. I know. So I know. So if she's on death's doorstep, right. and somebody has filed for divorce, maybe you can you can get away with like twenty percent of it okay. coming in. How about if they're officially divorced? If they're already divorced, um, yeah. 
in, in an agreement, then you're waiving your right to any inheritance. So you can't put in the agreement. Right. You can't put going, in the agreement going, that down the road, the future, if, if yeah. mom passes away. If people agree to that. I guess you could do that, right, yeah, right, if people right. agree to that, and right. sometimes But if happens. the mother passes away after your divorce is final, um, they don't get... They don't get anything. That's right. Unless it was yes. right. addressed in the... In the agreement. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. right. That makes sense, right? So, interesting. Um, cause but that, what about the grandchildren? They would probably get something, right? That has nothing to do with the divorce case. Yeah. Okay. Divorce court okay. judges can't give money to kids. We can set up educational accounts for college, Okay. but they can't transfer assets to children in a divorce, only okay. the parties. Because hmm. I've heard of uh, some spouses... Getting divorced because they know the mother is passing away in probably a year or two and getting X amount of dollars for that. It happens a lot. Yeah. Exit strategy. Yeah. 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 Wow. I guess so. so you There's a lot see. of planning that goes on. Yeah. I've met many, many people who will come in and tell me, I'm about to inherit this. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. Because I think I want to get divorced. Yeah. Maybe you want to speed that process up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. Can you imagine... Planning well, on getting divorced well, so that you can avoid as, an, um, as you sharing said, I your mean, I hear it in my world. Inheritance. Yeah. Like, that, that, yeah. That's crazy to me. Is there a specific formula? Say, n- no kids, um, you know, just X amount of dollars of income each year, not a lot of um, retirement money. The, again, the younger couple, they're getting divorced. Is there a certain formula? That you go by? Depends on the number of years of the marriage. Okay. So zero to three years, courts generally would, in those circumstances, want to restore you to where you were before you came in. Okay. And maybe divide up any appreciation in assets that happens during a marriage. But the longer the marriage goes on, even without children, we are definitely moving towards a 50-50 state. Yeah. Yeah. Equitable distribution state. Here and in New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Mm. All right, Johnny. I've been... We've been dominating. Go ahead. You can... You can jump in there with a question. You're, I see the wheels he's turning. Contemplating. He's contemplating. No, then he's going to go, it, but it's my chart. Or he's going to show us a chart. <laughs> he gets mad. It's when my chart. No charts. We, we all knew chart. that was a bad idea when we brought it out, but it was way too late. Well, I got a question to, you know, with the, the quadros, you know, the qualified domestic relation orders. Yep. What's the best strategy if someone wants to buy a house using that money without having to pay any taxes? So you might want to explain that a little bit. So here. let's say someone has a retirement account, and let's say the wife wants, is going to receive half of it, and the money comes out of the retirement into a, like a holding account. Is there a way to use that money to purchase a house of the tax laws uh, without paying taxes? The uh, short answer to that is no. Okay. But what you can do is you can generally take a loan against some portion of your share of a retirement asset. You're paying okay. yourself back, so I guess you're really looking at, at that tax consequence. Oh. But as soon as you withdraw that money, you're right. going to pay, if you're under, what, 55, you're going to pay early withdrawal penalty, okay, federal so taxes, a, state taxes. That's, that's not the same. really, oh, that's not right, really Good point. It. Yeah, so it depends yeah. on how old you are. If you're, so when you divide those yeah. retirement assets, they're divided in kind, so there isn't a tax consequence. But once your half comes to your, your side of the ledger, if you draw that down before you're able to, then you're going to have a problem. So if you're... 59 and a half, then there's no penalty, but you'll still have to claim it as income. Yes. Okay. Got so it. your best bet is to find a different way to, to um, get the funds to buy well, a house. Well, I like her idea with the, um, you know, take out a loan and then right. pay yourself back. That, mm-hmm. They'll, you know, right. that's the best way, Right. you know, if you're able to, you know, 
or um, some of the larger financial institutions will allow you to use it as sort of mortgage-backed security if you have other investments okay, that yep. you, you house with someone. But those lenders or entities tend to have much higher interest rates. All right. So another question. I Literally, I had this person close, and he said he didn't care. He wasn't divorced. Um, she ended up, got a boyfriend. He has a girlfriend. And he said, I'm buying a house. Uh, I go, you don't, sorry, have, you don't sorry, have an agreement or anything? Sorry, sounds bad. Yeah, I go, you don't have an agreement? He's like, no. He goes, don't worry. He goes, we, we got it all worked out. And they closed on the house not too long ago. He's not even worried about it. And she closed on a house with her boyfriend. How, how's that thing going to play out? Now there's more marital assets. His house and her house. Yeah. Right. They I, all come into the pot. Can, yeah, I, the, can I jump in for a second? When, when anyone ever says... Don't worry, it's all going to work out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How often do you see it? Oh, Don't run. worry, not to worry. Run. Right, 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 right. We got it all figured out. There. We'll right. figure not it out. Right. So right. both no. of those two houses, unbeknownst to their significant others, is going back into that divorce when as a marital asset. Yep. I'd be kind of mad if I was the new GF or BF. Yeah. Right. Right. right? So if the new GF or BF contributed economically to like the down payment of those properties, makes it even messier. They should have a like a, some kind of cohabitation agreement that yeah. I'm going to get my money back in the event you get divorced. Do you do those two? Yes, you must. Right? In the event that this house becomes a part of our asset, and dis- someone says a hundred percent of the equity should come in, and you like, say, if, no, no, I put a bunch. What of if money GF was to- paying paying the um, mortgage with? The, the husband, do you know what I mean? It's really akin to rent, isn't it? Yep. Because you've got to live somewhere. Right. Whether you're living with your new significant other and he's married to someone else, it's rent. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that gets a little uh, dicey. dicey. Yeah, I mean, I, can I ask yeah. you that? I know you, and I know you we want have to jump to go in. No, 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 I got, I got to ask this one. Because, uh, again, in our world, it's a lot different than the, uh, us. When you, when you file for divorce, in theory, it's supposed to be a stay on everything, right? Kind of. Kind of. That's exactly what I yeah. thought. It's kind of. It's kind of. Right, right. It's, it's so to prevent can, you from doing extraordinary things. Like buying like a new car. House in the Cayman Islands for your new girlfriend. Can't do that. Right. But you can operate your business. You can pay your normal and necessary bills if you're a stockbroker and you traditionally invest your own stocks and you can do that. So there's, there's definitely wiggle room. It has to be something really substantial. But, but how about this where the house is just in wife's name, uh, Collectively, they filed for a divorce. Uh, she can't sell that house. There's no, a stay on that. That would be a big thing. Yeah. That, okay. That's a hard no. I just want to make no. sure. And yeah. she can't strip it of equity either. Right. Okay. That would be right. exactly. a hard no. Right. right. Which, what you mean by you, they can't mortgage Take it to the hill without telling anyone. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. So I got a question with all these attorneys. Someone can answer this. If your husband and wife, they're both own the house, uh, titles tenant by entirety. Yeah. Then they get divorced. What does tenant, that tenant it in common. goes right back automatically? Yeah. Yep. The okay. minute the divorce is final, it's tenants in common. Which is actually a really good point. It because, is a good one because if now someone has passed away and they think it's automatically going to the spouse, absolutely it's not. Absolutely not. not. It's going to it's their not. immediate heirs, which yep. is typically the children. Which so a lot of people do? don't know about that. So what should what should they do? Well, it depends on the Nothing. circumstances, but they gotta they gotta collect. It depends on what they want to do. Do they still want to? Uh, Still own it, and they do they want the other spouse to get it if one of them passes away? You know, it depends. I'm guessing not if they're getting divorced. Well, that's what I mean. What, what do they want to do? And I guess you didn't have any, but I guess 
I guess there's other things you can do. You can always put it in put as joint tenants. Right. Right. Yeah. Or you do an agreement. Right. Property, right. Yeah. But, but, but it's a good point. People should know all of a sudden you're a tenant in common where if one of them passes away. Automatic. It's going to go to the ears mm-hmm. as Cause opposed I, to. Because I think most people don't realize. They don't about, realize. At all. They just they're right. signing right. the mortgage. And right. They have yeah. no idea. The, te- the tendency is a big deal, right? Right. And right. Right. If it's not husband and wife, right? Yeah. We spend a lot of time on that. Because there are a lot of like title two, problems. Like I'm two friends buying a house. Right. And yep. what are your intentions? And then if they tell us their intentions, then we can figure it out. Well, we've from had there. a lot of title problems with that. That's why we always say do a title search first because um, husband and wife, one of them, they, they file for divorce, but then one passes away. Well, actually, at that point, they've gotten the divorce, uh, but they haven't done anything else. They haven't seen Mary Beth at this point. One of them passes away. They think, well, the other, the husband gets everything, but that's not, not, really. not the case. They should not have saw Mary Beth a lot earlier than that. Wow, we got a, this is a lot done. Yeah, yeah, I know that it's time for us to go. Any last-minute tips? You're very nice. Call a divorce attorney. Be careful and plan. Right. Planning yeah. So is they your should friend. see you and probably Johnny very early in the process. Figure out what you want to do, if you can afford to buy a house, if you can afford to buy the other side out, and then get creative with your financing. And mm-hmm. if you don't have credit, if you're a homemaker, you've never worked a day in your life, you're completely dependent on your spouse, you need to start building credit. Yeah. Right. And stocking and, and stocking away money. <laughs> Under the pillow. Under we the pillow. didn't say that, never, but never. no, no, no. <laughs> Well, this has been awesome. I know. I, I want you to come back because you're a wealth of knowledge. Oh, well, thank you. Was, you didn't think she was the smart being one. A guest. No, it was just I an know, example. I know, I know. But you know, I don't know. It, I'm taking over someone's seat here. Oh, you can come. No, we're no Tony's, Tony's pretty good on legal advice, so, Rick, too. So, Rick, you got to ask her how to get a hold of her. How do they get a hold of you? <laughs> oh, you can uh, call my office at 617-262-6400, ask to speak to Anna, and she'll get you on my calendar. And you have two offices. Yep, I have an office in downtown Andover. We have our office in downtown Boston at 177 Huntington. And we also have an office in Northborough. Nice. Perfect. perfect. You're right. always a pleasure. It's nice Try to Maroney, meet you. how do they get a hold of you? They can just Google me. <laughs> <laughs> there are links to both John. There's links. All right, all right. And, uh, and don't, don't, don't try to call me. Mary Beth, you've been a delight. Thank you very much. Thank You're thank perfect you. for this. And Johnny, for the first time being on a podcast, you are awesome. And Nina. why don't you give up your number? Because I'm not giving no, up you my give it number. No, you give it up. Oh, yeah, so, so Rick's number is 781-944-9222. Thanks for joining us here on the Real Estate House Party. We'll see you next week when Tony B comes back and Yay. visits. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.